Thank you, praise team. Anybody ought to be able to shout after that. It's good to have the Sir Sherman William boys back. I think they're going to take on that kind of in their part time. Lord <clears throat> is good, and I'm grateful for it. I trust that you'll pray for us this morning as. We try to bring God's message that we feel like God has laid on our hearts for this day. You see the title of my message, uh, Elected For, and there's a blank space there. You fill that in, either now or you might ought to wait till later. Are some people elected to be saved and therefore will be saved because they are elected, while other people are not elected and therefore they cannot be saved because they are not elected? That's a question that many people are facing in our day, and I want to get this right. I think we need the right answer. So am I saved because I was elected, or am I lost because I was not elected? The word elect, choose, chosen, all mean the same thing. You discover the word elect both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, in the New Testament more often than the Old <coughs> Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 4 says, According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. So what does, it, what does this say unto us? Unto us uh, to me, the almighty, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God knew everything before it ever happened. I think we can all agree with that. I think he knew who is going to be saved, who's going to be believers, whether it was in Israel or in the church age. Nothing was unknown unto God. So when Paul says that we are in Christ, we're already reckoned as such according to the knowledge of God. And when we speak of the foreknowledge of God, it isn't God picked and chose and said, well, you're going to heaven and you're going to hell. That's not what the Bible teaches. Don't ever buy into that kind of teaching God has made it possible uh, that every human being, uh, if they desire to do so, can spend eternity uh, in a place called heaven. And if you do not choose to accept Him, you'll spend eternity in a place called hell. That's plain, but I think we need to be plain. That's mind-boggling, isn't it, Pastor? Don't you go to sleep on me this morning. I'll pinch on you. <laughs> If I didn't love you, I wouldn't aggravate you. 
I think it's impossible for us to understand sometimes. Uh, over here it says, whosoever will may come. Uh, and then over here it says, chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Uh, you listen, maybe we can straighten you out. It simply means this. Get this down. It simply means that God has a reason for selecting or electing somebody to do something. It's important that we understand what God has chosen us for. In, here in America, every four years we have an election uh, we elect a, a president or a senator or a, a congressperson or a governor or we have a local uh, uh, election where we elect our officials. Uh, and so people go out and they vote and they choose a person uh, not just to do anything that they want to do, uh, but they have been elected to do a particular purpose or a job. They have a job description. Sad to say, some of them forget what it is when they get in office. But they do have a job description. We don't elect a king. We don't elect a queen. But we elect a president, the executive part of the branch of government that is supposed to carry out the laws of the United States Constitution. So they're elected to do a job. And when it comes to the scriptures, keep that in mind. Uh, what did God elect a person to do? Now you never find anywhere where he chose to save or elect some person over another person. In other words, he didn't elect me over Brian or did he elect Brian over me. But he gave us an opportunity uh, to hear the word of God and we made the choice. Isn't that right? Sure we did. Know what it says there in Second Peter chapter number 1, verse number 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of, uh, of Jesus Christ, of them that have obtained like precious faith uh, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to note the word there, uh, like precious faith there. Our faith in Christ is precious simply because uh, without you placing your faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you do not have eternal life, uh, and you do not get to go to heaven when this life is over with. Uh, but if you place your faith in Christ, uh, you're just as sure to go there as uh, the Martin is to his gourd, and maybe more so. Amen. Once you trust him, then you have something. Look at verse number 3 of that same book and same chapter. According as his divine power hath given unto us uh, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. So there's something that God wants us to do. Uh, so whatever he wants you to do, uh, he's given to you all the things that you need to do. He does not call the qualify, uh, but, he, but he qualifies those that he calls. Amen? Sure. Now when you're singing, you're doing this. I don't mind if you do that while I preach. Just, just get up and do it. That's fine. Just don't do like a feller dummy years ago. 
I says, I want you to get excited about worshiping God. And he did. And about the second time around the pulpit, he, he picked me up and took me around the church. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Did you say it scare you? Man, I'm scared to death. <clears throat> Verse 5. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Uh, now you can add to your faith or you may not. It doesn't do away with what God has already done in your life. If God has saved you, you've been born into the family of God, uh, then you can add to your faith. Uh, he saved us by us putting our faith in Him. He's given us eternal life. Uh, that cannot be undone. It's a sealed deal. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, uh, and uh, I'm never to be lost once I'm sealed uh, with the Holy Spirit of promise. So, so there are some things that God wants us to do, and you can do them, and you can serve the Lord. You've been elected, chosen as His children, and you can add to your faith, and then He gives something that we can have if we do so. If you begin to add to your faith, notice what verse number 8 says. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if they're in you, they don't have to be in you, but if they are in you, uh, it tells us here that you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and you discover that you've got a particular purpose in this world, and God has chosen you to live a certain way, to do a certain thing. I believe with all of my heart that God sent me here to this church, just like God sent you here to this church, just like God has got somebody teaching Sunday school in this church, or whatever job it is that God has chosen you to do, God has elected you to do that. Amen. Verse 10, wherefore they rather, brethren, give diligence to do what? To make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Just hold your place there now. Your election rests upon your assurance of salvation. If you're not sure that you're saved, then it becomes difficult for you to understand what God wants you to do. But when you have assurance of your faith, uh, then when God speaks to you, then you can know that God is leading you into a certain direction. God wants His children to serve Him. He wants His children to honor Him uh, now, there are times, uh, there's times when God chose a lost person to do a certain job. Did he not? Didn't mean that they were saved, but he called Judas Iscariot to do a job. Judas was not saved. He was, he was called to carry out God's purpose of uh, 
And there's other people that you can find in, in, in the Word of God. And, and notice there in, in, the, in, in the latter part of verse number 10 again. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Now, does that mean fall from salvation? No. It means falling from the purpose that God has chosen for you. And, and, and I almost failed many years ago. I almost failed. I fell from the purpose that God had called me to. If you think I wanted to come up here and preach to you, you've got another thing coming. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to come here. I didn't want to do nothing. I wanted to stay right where I was at. I was happy. Leave me alone. But God called a, an old preacher, and this preacher had lost his mind, but God put me in a hospital ER room with him. A lot of things he didn't know, but he forgot, he never forgot how to quote scripture. And have you ever been in an ER room about 2 o'clock in the morning and this guy just, well, he's been quoting scripture all day long and I'm laying over there listening to him and, and, and all this kind of stuff and then 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning he's quoting scriptures again and, boy, pastor, I'll never forget that morning. He quoted Timothy, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all lumbering, Long-suffering and doctrine that the man might be thoroughly furnished. That wasn't too bad. But then he done it again. And then he done it the third time. Same passage of scripture. Only this time. Ain't nobody in the room but me and him. And he said, is anybody listening? I said, yes, sir, I am listening. Say on. God shut him up and he didn't quote another verse the rest of the night. <laughs> Why? God had got his message out. So he chose me. To pastor churches. Isaiah 42. Verse 1. Notice what it said. Behold my servant whom I uphold. My elect. In whom my soul delight. If I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Now this is telling us here. That God's made some decisions. Who is my servant? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it says there in verse 3, A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. Uh, he shall bring judgment unto truth. Uh, verse 6, uh, I the Lord have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thy hand, uh, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people for the light of the Gentiles. Uh, now you'll note there back in verse number 1, Behold my servant. Behold Jesus Christ. Let's put it that way. Behold Jesus Christ whom I uphold my elect. 
Now we know Jesus Christ was not lost, so he could not be elected to be saved, right? So you can't take the word elect and use it to say that God elected to save you. God chose his son to be a ransom for sin, and he's chosen you and me to be servants of his that we might serve him and so serving God to me is a miracle. You say, how is a miracle? Because before I was saved, I couldn't do what I'm doing now. So it's a miracle that I could not do what I did before until after I got saved. But after, I've, after I have been saved, I can do what God wants me to do. Isaiah 61 verse 1. I'm like Bill Stafford. If you'll listen faster, I'll get done quicker. Verse 1, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Now in Luke chapter number 4, verses 18 and 19, Jesus goes into the synagogue and they hand him a book and he opens up to this passage of scripture and he reads it unto them. And then he says unto them, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your presence. So God, again, is, is not, God, God is not going to elect somebody over somebody else. So. And yet we've got those today that, that, that say it like this. For God so loved the elect uh, that if they are elected, they can be saved. That ain't what John 3.16 says, is it? What does it say? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that... Are you sure now? Whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Sad today, some people don't know what whosoever means. I know what whosoever means, and I believe whosoever can be saved. So God has chosen all of those to be set apart for His honor and glory. But not all obey. I'm sure if we had time here this morning and we could go down pew by pew, individual by individual and simply ask the question, have you always obeyed God? God wants you to do a certain thing. Have you ever felt like God wanted you to talk to somebody and you didn't do it? You disobeyed and you go home at night and you toss and you turn and you wiggle and God's prodding you just a little bit because he, 
He knows you've been disobedient unto him. But here's where we're at. Do you realize that, and I heard a new one just this past week, but here's one. Do you realize that uh, some are teaching this kind of thing? If a baby dies, if a baby dies, where does it go? Goes to heaven. But they are teaching if a baby dies and it's not elected, goes to hell. Now I see you shaking his head. But you teach that kind of junk for a generation. And it won't be long till you've got a generation that believes that kind of stuff. So I'm telling you now, you were not elected over somebody else. It wasn't the fact that God chose you and the devil voted on you and it made up the difference there which way. That's not it. You need to thank God that one day somebody preached the gospel and you heard the word of God and under conviction of the Holy Spirit of God you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and the free pardon of sin. You ought to thank God for that. I'll never, I'll never be able to thank God enough for that Wednesday night of 1965 when the Lord Jesus Christ said, allowed me to hear the preaching of the gospel that night and, and I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Isaiah 53, 10 and 11. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That's talking about Jesus. He put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering. For sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the, of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant, notice that, my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Verse 11, he shall be satisfied, notice that, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. Did I put Isaiah 45 in? I hope I did. Yeah, I did. You got her, Tommy. I put this stuff down on my paper here and then sometimes I scratch my head and wonder did I really put it down. I want you to, I want you to listen to this. Verse 1, Isaiah 45, verse 1. Now here's a man that this was written about probably over 100 years before he was ever born. Now, why do you suppose God would have a man to write down something a hundred years before a man ever got here? Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to 
holden two subdued nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the lebed gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Verse 4. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect. I have even called thee by thy name, I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. So he's anointed Cyrus hundred years before he ever got here. God's saying, I've called him in advance. Does anybody know your history enough to know what Cyrus did? You remember when the children wanted to go back and, and build the city of Jerusalem in troublesome times? Who do you suppose God elected to allow them to go back and do what they done? God chose Cyrus. So God can elect, God can choose a person, but it's for service. Uh, not chosen everybody to go to heaven. If everybody, if everybody is already elected to go to heaven, or some have been elected to go to hell, what's our job? Why are we up here doing what we're doing? Why did y'all get up here and sing like y'all are singing here to this crowd out here if some of us out here have been elected to go to hell and can't go to heaven? I know this can get deep. Sometimes down there in that little office it gets so deep down there sometimes you need to see an eye dog to get out. Tell me to come by every once in a while and open, uh, kind of look in the door and say, how you doing? Sometimes I can say good, sometimes I can say not good. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that createth thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. God says you belong to me. Then he makes another statement there in verse 10. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and you may believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Boy, that gets deep. So what did he choose the nation of Israel to do? Did he choose the nation of Israel to be saved over the Gentiles? So what did he choose them to do? He chose them to be the people through whom the Messiah would come. He chose them not only to do that, but he chose them to deliver the word of God to a lost and dying world. You read through this Bible and you'll find Jewish writers all the way through this that God, inspired by the Spirit of God and moved their hand 
to pin down the very word of God that you have in your, in your presence this morning, or you should have it. If you don't have your Bible, you need to get your Bible and bring it to church. If I told you to go hold corn and just hold it any way you want to, you, you, you wouldn't know how to do that. You'd take a hole with you, would you not? So when you go to church, bring your Bible with you. Scott and I might try you sometime to see whether or not you're listening. He won't, I will. Israel didn't do that, did they? They, 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 they? they brought in the Messiah, but they didn't fully give out the word of God. They messed up, didn't they? But one of these days, the nation of Israel is going to be the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Because one day they're going to recognize this man they crucified. Right quickly. Notice 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 21. Where's June at? June used to read and I said it's smogless board preaching. Just everywhere. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the what? Elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Now he elected angels. Did he elect angels to be saved? They've never been lost. Now there's some angels that sin. They got thrown out of heaven. They're down here today doing their thing. God never paid a payment for angels. He died for all people. But he elected angels to do a job. And what was it that he elected these angels to do? If you don't get nothing else in this message, now you get this. Hebrews 1.7 And of the angels he saith who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Verse 14 Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth now notice this sent forth to minister for them who shall be saved. Heirs of salvation. One day, I'm going to get everything that belongs to me according to the deeds done in my body. One day, I'm going to get all of that. One day, I'm going to get a Glorified body. Lacking under the Son of God. And I won't have to worry about all this 
problems that I'm, I'm having today. If I knowed I was going to, if I knowed I was going to have all these problems, I'd have took better care of myself when I was younger. I've got some problems I feel like because the government give it to me. They won't admit it, but they give it to me. So angels have been elected to do a job. They are ministers for the saved who shall be heirs of salvation. Now, I think I've got a guardian angel. I look out over the congregation and I see some of you and I think probably some of you out there have got more than one. Yeah, you're so much trouble you have to have more than one angel <laughs> take care of you. One fellow said he felt like he married an angel because she's always up in the air harping on something. <laughs> God's chosen us for service. And he's allowing angels to minister unto us for the service that he's elected us to do. Now think about this. If Jesus were to walk into this auditorium this morning and come up here and just stand here and say, I want you to do a job for me. I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but how many would say, I'll volunteer, God, for whatever it is you want me to do. So I ask you today, what is it that God wants you to do? God has elected you, and he'll qualify you, and, and you say, well, I don't believe I could ever do what you do. That may not, God may not call you to do what I do. When God called me to do what I, what I do today, he had to perform a miracle to get me to do what I do today because I used to sit in Miss Logan's, uh, in her history class, and we had to read the paper every morning and give a report on an article in that, and I'd always take a failing grade before I'd get up before that crowd and say one word. So God had to do a miracle in me to get me here to do what I'm doing. You, knew, you know deep down in your heart what God wants you to do. Why don't you do it? You'll sleep better. You'll get along with your family better. Just doing what God has called you to do. You're saved. You know you're saved. What is it that God wants you to do?
I appreciate you praying for me. Been a lot of times I've wanted to quit. But I can't quit. I just keep on going at it, keep on stabbing at it. And I appreciate the opportunity to come this morning and you listen. This old preacher try to proclaim the word of truth. Bryce is going to play for us. Y'all singing. stand God elected an old backwood boy out of the red hills of North Georgia and God chose him to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. I guess I didn't realize till kind of late. I remember when I was pastoring that first little church up in the hills. God wanted me to go back to God wanted me to go to Bible school. That little old church it paid me $30 a week. I drove a school bus like Tommy's doing now. They paid me about $30 a week. And I went to school and I had to drive about 30 miles. So I'm pastoring a church, I'm driving a school bus, and I'm going to school, and I still can't make it, Joey. I can't pay my tuition. Daddy had an old pumpwood truck, and I bought me a new home light chainsaw and I started cutting putwood. If you ain't never cut putwood, you ain't lived. And I'd cut a load of putwood to help pay my tuition and feed the youngins I had at that time. And God blessed. Boy, I hope he don't ever put me to cutting putwood again. They're going to sing in a moment. If you have a need, if God has chosen you to do a job, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it?